Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Hello. 
Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show, where I welcome Danny Max and Keely Antonio. And Keely is a somatic attachment therapist and certified EFT practitioner and life coach. And Danny is a certified life coach and two-time published author. And both Danny and Keely have created a really beautiful wellness company in addition to their their work that they do with individual clients where they have used their extensive research on the queer experience of relationships, healing and happiness and developed a signature pride method framework that has helped thousands of queer adults worldwide uh, improve their abilities to show up authentically in relationships and really with themselves. And that's exactly what we talk about today. This episode will apply to everyone. So whether you're listening and you identify as LGBTQ, or if you are heterosexual, there's lots of really beautiful things that this conversation will will help you with. We talk about specifically LGBT struggles, you know, coming out, how to navigate that with friends and family. Uh, maybe if it's later on and your family's not accepting of you or your partner. And then just general relationship things that both LGBT and straight heterosexual couples may be struggling with. But their unique perspective as a couple identifying in the LGBT community and professionals in the fields of relationships, really valuable to hear their perspectives and hear their unique insights. So if you're out there and you are listening from the LGBT community, you're really going to love this episode and have a lot of really valuable tools from it and from the work they do. So I encourage you to check that out. All the links are in the show notes. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. In the pre-show, you know, we talked about what we're going to talk about here today. And I thought it would be awesome to focus on all things relationship for sure, but specifically because you guys have such an expertise in the area of LGBT relationships, specifically that area and maybe some unique challenges that people listening that are identify as uh, LGBT or in relationship, some of the things that, that they might be facing. And you guys have a podcast, you guys do a lot of work in this area. So why don't we start by just maybe having you Tell our listeners why you like helping people with the relationships and then maybe specifically LGBT and your expertise in there. And then we'll just kind of go off of that. Absolutely. You want me to start? Yeah, let's go. Awesome. So, you know, I think for us growing up, right, we had to hide so many parts of ourselves. And that meant a lot of our relationships were in secret. And so I think when you come from these kinds of relationships, you don't always learn how to have healthy relationships. And I know for both of us, we really struggled to, you know, make connections that were authentic and real. And there was a lot of people pleasing and overgiving and trying to make up for what we felt like we weren't. And so for us, when we got into a relationship, we both had come from pretty toxic relationships. We wanted to create something different. Like we felt like there needed to be a different kind of foundation that was built within this relationship. And we didn't know where to look. We didn't know where we could find it. And I think another thing too, is that in our own healing, 
there were a lot of things that came up that we didn't necessarily know how to take care of, you know, ourselves. And I think when somebody that you're working with or someone that knows about relationships or is also part of the community understands, you don't have to, you know, put a guard up while you're trying to heal and work through it. So there was this connectedness of understanding that, hey, if there are people in the community that could be teaching this, it could be something where you don't have to you know, put a guard up and you feel like you're speaking the same language and you can understand because there's a lot of challenges that you face that not everyone will understand about secret relationships and hiding yourself and what that looks like. And I think also there's another layer of navigating expectations because LGBTQ plus relationships are are different than what you would expect, we get to kind of create our own expectations for the roles that we play in relationships. And I think that's one of the coolest things is that there's no set rules. There's no set expectations. So we create our own rules and how we want to go about creating relationships in general that actually just feel good to us instead of what society expects us to do or our families and so on. Yeah. And I think too, there's a lot of layers of what is it like to bring a partner home to unaccepting family? You know, what is it like to navigate those conversations where there's a lot of pressure on maybe one partner or both partners to make up for what you feel like you're not getting from you know, a family or from the supportive systems around you. So I see a lot of couples come to us or just people in general where they've had to figure this out all on their own. They don't have that support system. Um, and a lot of times too, when they've gone to therapy, they've gone to counseling, it's been something where they've either tried to convert them or they haven't understood them and they just feel really wrong. And so it's really, really important to know that they can come to people that get it um, that are also in the community and have that safe environment to really embrace themselves and really build foundations for healthy relationships. And it starts with opening up, right? Being vulnerable, communicating about what you need and how you're feeling. But that doesn't always come easy for someone that's hid so long. Um, and we work with so many people. Uh, we worked with hundreds of queer adults all around the world from their 20s to the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And we see just all different um, ages, all different experiences, people coming out later in life, after kids, after marriage, um, after so many different things. And from all of that, we were like, let's create something uh, with coming out happy that can really, really support people. So it's transitioning a bit. Um, so that we can get more resources out there for everybody. But I think more than ever, we've seen that people just thrive when they're in community and when they have people that truly get them as they're navigating relationships, which are not always easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? They're hard enough to begin with. We're not taught these things as children or, and then as we come into adulthood. Yeah, it's complicated. And then you add the layer of coming, you know, from an orientation that is not accepted or, you know, historically, obviously now there's been lots of progress. I would imagine it's not as easy as if you're in a straight relationship, right? Just, you know, like you said, coming home to the parents, you got to, there's just more to navigate. And on top of just being in relationship that just navigating the human dynamics that we all navigate, but there's like that added layer. So it seems like it would be more challenging, certainly, but but just even more important to to have an understanding of yourself, to have an understanding of your 
partner through your work, maybe your personal experience, but also through your work. Are there any common themes that really come up unique to the LGBT community in relationships as far as what people struggle with? Yeah, I think for sure, one of two of the most common things I see are rejection and just struggling to be vulnerable. And I think those two go hand in hand. Um, but we see them come up so much because in some way, shape or form, every single queer person has been rejected in some way. And that has nothing to do with something they did, right? It's their identity. It's who they are to the core. And that can really shut a person down and it can make them cling on to things that maybe aren't so good for them just because they want to receive that love, Um, especially for those that grew up in religion or in cultures that didn't accept them on a deeper level. And so I think those are the two. And we know that in relationships, you have to be open. And you have to be vulnerable in order to have authentic connections. And so we see this break there. But I think what we've been able to do is we created something called the Pride Method. And I think we can definitely talk about it here because it can be so supportive for people. And it's being turned into a book right now. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But the Pride Method is really something where we we wanted to create something simple. Because a lot of times, right, people go to therapy, they go to counseling, and it's like, where do I even begin? Right? And where does it all... like? Where is there this maybe map that maybe someone has gone through to help me understand a little bit more about what I need? And the pride method essentially is P, prioritize yourself, right? Because they've never really put themselves first. They've, you know, held on to all these relationships. They're overgiving, releasing unrealistic expectations of who the world's expected them to be as, you know, a queer person, how they've had to try to fit into society, and then identifying who they are and all these feelings that they've had, really seeing them. And then the D, how do you develop this deep loving relationship with yourself? And the last one, E, really, what does it look like to go and explore healing and aligned relationships? Because what we saw through this is that, yes, you'll be working on yourself individually, but most of the healing for myself and Danny has happened in our relationship. So I think a lot of people have this misconception that you need to be fully healed. I mean, we probably heard this a lot. I need to be fully healed. How long do I wait? Like there's all these questions. And I think that it's important to have a solid foundation of who you are and enough confidence to be able to take that time alone and be able to hold space for another person or people in relationship. But you also heal in relationship. These could be the most sacred or volatile containers that we could ever put ourselves into. So having that framework and having something to go back to really helps people. And I think it makes it more tangible and of a topic that maybe doesn't feel so tangible. Like how do I actually improve this relationship thing? Uh, but I promise when you do the work on yourself, your partner notices, partners, and it makes a huge difference. And you'll notice how you feel too in confidence and boundaries and how you speak up for what you need. So I don't know if I answered your question there, but I went a little off topic. <laughs> no, no, it's beautiful. And I want to dive a little bit more into the pride method and in that process. But I want to go back to dealing with rejection as this common theme. And yeah, I can imagine, you know, like from discovering your sexuality, you know, at whatever age that happens and then just having 
this feeling of rejection from society, you know, at, at large, or like I'm not quote unquote normal and bringing that into uh, relationships. And then I think it's fascinating relationships. And, and I come from a, this perspective of a heterosexual white male, and it's about as easy as it gets. <laughs> and it's still hard, like being in relationships. So it's interesting to think about these things. And would you say that the rejection tends to be tied to like an anxious attachment. I don't want to pathologize all people out there, but it seems like that would create anxiousness and those feelings as you come into relationship. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero dot co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... 
No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first One Skin purchase when using the code I do when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Yeah. So, I mean, we usually don't label it as either anxious or avoidant or whatever, but we've seen more often than not that whatever we label it as, people are extremely insecure because imagine hearing since you're a kid that you're not accepted, that you don't belong, that you're weird, like whatever it is. I mean, those are the things that I heard growing up and it wasn't even directed towards me, but I took these things on. I internalized them. Mm -hmm. And in all of my relationships before I met Keely, I was extremely insecure in myself, in my attachments to anybody, to other people. And yeah, we just, we see that so often, which is why I think it was really important for Keely to become a certified somatic attachment therapist, because that's where we saw that people were really disconnected from themselves and didn't have that secure attachment within. And so after seeing that so often, we knew that something had to change. So we really needed to focus on the root of the rejection and the root of coming back into accepting yourselves and creating that secure attachment within, which is basically what the pride method helps people do regardless of when they came out or how many relationships that they've had. Mm. It's just navigating the overall connection back to yourself. And the somatics were so important in the pride method because and somatic, if you're new to this, is mind-body connection. And a lot of times in our society, it's really normalized to go to talk therapy and just talk about it. But what we don't realize is that so much of these experiences, these emotions and feelings are actually living within our body, our chest, right? Our arms, our legs, all these different parts. And when we have these emotional reactions, like let's just talk about an example that I love to talk about to bring it to life a little bit more. Let's just say that you're dating someone new and like texting is pretty constant. Maybe you're noticing, you know, this is how you normally talk. And then all of a sudden, like this person stops texting you, right? And it can be something so simple that maybe in your mind, you're like, I know they're busy, but your body has this emotional reaction of I'm going to be left behind. I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be rejected. 
connected and maybe you respond in a more anxious way, right? Or maybe you shut down and you totally pull away and you pull yourself from all of it and you tell them you never want to talk to them again, whatever it may be. So we have these emotional reactions because our body doesn't know how to control what's happening. So with the pride method, that's what we really support people with is coming back into how does it feel in your body and how can you shift into more of this feeling and creating safety within so that you're not having these emotional outbursts or reactions in your relationships, but actually able to hold space for someone else or other people, multiple people, and really being able to understand what you both need at the same time while still seeing yourself because you feel secure within. So I think really that's been a game changer. And I, I talk about this a lot. I almost ruined our relationship. Like I grew up in an environment with religion and just not being accepted. And I had so much anger and frustration inside of me that I didn't know how to deal with. I went to every therapist, every counselor, like trying to figure this out because I'm like, why is it that in these moments of, you know, reactivity, I just react and I was ashamed of my behavior and I was ashamed of who I was. And I figured out that I was never working with my body. I knew logically, I was so aware of all the things, right? I'm like, oh, I do this because of this. Okay, this is connected to this. But it didn't actually ever connect for me that I needed to work with my body and these real sensations that were living inside of me to actually move forward and, and heal. And so my life mission is to support people with that because I know it changes your life and I have such a better relationship with you. And I can actually not only just like listen, but like hear her, really hear all the things that she's saying and take it in. And if it triggers something within me, I could put that aside for a moment and just be there with her and come back to whatever I need later. And I think that's made our relationship so much better because I speak up too. And we both need that. Can you walk our listeners through an exercise of of embodiment of let's say you're you're working with a client who is like hey i'm having these emotional reactions and uh how would you walk them through like the process that that you seem to to go through yourself yeah absolutely i think more than anything something so simple that anybody can really use is our senses anytime right so if it's as simple as taking your shoes off going outside putting your feet in the grass right putting your feet on the ground really connecting to something outside of yourself i think what a lot of people miss and i think that's why it's so important to have support and be guided through this is that there is a safety piece to it a lot of times people don't feel these emotions and they're afraid too because they're afraid they'll get stuck there And I think that can be scary for a lot of people. So easing in safely, one of the safest things that you can do is just a nervous system hug, putting one hand on your shoulder, right? One hand underneath your rib cage and just squeezing and giving yourself that support. The cool thing is your nervous system doesn't know the difference. I would say for someone that's never done any kind of mind-body connection, uh, probably diving in right to your chest and all these sensations and and emotions is going to be a little bit of an overwhelm. Um, and can overflow and maybe do the opposite effect of what you want to do. So I think trying to stick to those more simple things, like actually grounding your feet, right? What does it feel like to be connected to the earth? Uh, what does it feel like to do? And I'm also certified in emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. And people love tapping. You can look that up. That's something really, really great. Um, and it's just so supportive to have your senses be a part of this process, uh, looking out, you know, what, what is the weather like today? Asking yourself those simple questions 
to move away from this emotion and sensation until you have real tools that you can really work with. And I think it's really important to work with someone. Uh, and I know that I wouldn't have ever been able to reach some of these points and emotions inside myself, because if you think about animals, right, animals, they always are in a pack of some sort, right? And someone's always watching out. So with us, we need someone to hold that space for us so that we can really let our guard down and heal. Um, and I don't think we heal alone. I think we heal in community. We heal with support. That's just a few. That's beautiful. I want to shift gears a little bit. And you guys mentioned earlier, you know, people coming out in adulthood and, and that being a challenge. And then you know, also talking about in the pride method identity and, and there's so much wrapped up in being a human. And, and then if you're LGBT, again, it just, it seems more complicated because of culturally and societally, it's not as accepted. You're dealing with family, all these things that they're adding layers. And then we're just trying to figure out our identity to begin with. And then you layer that on. What are some of the ways that you maybe personally or have helped clients navigate that? And it could be, you know, I say adulthood because Maybe our listeners are older, but at any age, really, I imagine it would be maybe similar themes. But in that sense of forming their identity, accepting themselves, and it doesn't have to be LGBT for that matter, but maybe you could speak to the uniqueness of, of that. But I'm thinking anyone probably benefit from these practices. Yeah, I think a lot of what helps people understand themselves is kind of two parts. Number one is to do a whole lot of unlearning of who you've had to be, which is why the second part in the Pride Method is releasing unrealistic expectations because so many of us have had to fit into a mold of who we've been expected to be, whether it's how we dress, how we speak, how we you know, be in relationships and unlearning all of those different things so we get to choose what beliefs we want to hold on to about who we can actually be and how we can show up in the world and how we can show up in our relationships. And then also... I do think a really big part of being confident in yourself, in your identity is to get involved in the communities that you really feel understood. And so all of the things that uh, we've created involve having a queer community along with it, because I think you get to learn so much from other people's experiences and just their stories of what they've been through, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. Like we have our uh, Queer Happiness Collective membership that just is so important because no matter when someone came out or how many relationships they've had, like I was just saying, you get to be with people who just get you and you don't have to explain your identity to them. Yeah. So being involved in that community, I think is always a really important piece, no matter what community it is, because you get to feel accepted. No one's going to be questioning you and you really feel safe enough to be yourself without that other layer. Judgment. Yeah. So those are always very important pieces. So I would say releasing those unrealistic expectations and then diving into a community that feels really aligned you. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney Show. 
His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Hey, Love Tribe. I just want to ask you a few questions. I want to know why you guys are here. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? Do you want to feel truly heard? Are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? And let's not forget about the fun. Do you long for those fun, giggly moments at the beginning of your relationship? Over the last decade of hosting this podcast with Chase, these have been our top questions. And we get it. We've been there. And that's why we created Spark My Relationship course, because we wanted to put the tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. So we're offering this course, Spark My Relationship, for only $100 until April 6th. In less than 90 days, this self-paced course will help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner all while having fun doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 psychologists and therapists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. This offer is only going to last until Saturday, April 6th. So head on over to our website, sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 at checkout to get the course for only $100. That's nearly 60% off and it won't last. The sale ends April 6th. That's sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 to get our course for only $100. Let's talk a little bit about being in relationship and dealing with maybe friends, but family seems like would be a tough one. Uh, Keely, you mentioned you had a religious upbringing. How do you navigate that? How did you navigate that? And maybe how do you navigate that in the present? How would you help someone who's coming to you trying to, to navigate, you know, difficult family, a family that's not accepting? Maybe you have a partner, you want to bring them, but it, things are just tricky and, and, and not and feel judgmental and, and all those negative things. Yeah, totally. I'm going to speak from my perspective. And I think I have a lot of privilege being in the US. I think there's still 69 countries. It's still illegal to be queer. And many cultures and families do not accept this at all. And it's not really even an option for many people. Um, so from my perspective, growing up in Colorado, and growing up in religion, Christianity, it was really, really difficult because all I ever heard was, you know, about the Bible and this other way of thinking that didn't really accept queer people at all. I never heard that it was, you know, talked about as a sin in the Bible. And so very, very wrong, especially in my family's eyes. 
And so when I knew this about myself at a young age, I just kind of made this promise to myself that I would just kind of keep this part of me just for me and no one would ever know. But I think as I got older, I realized, oh my gosh, there's a whole other world out there. Things are a little bit different than I thought. And I've lived in this bubble for so long um, that I would you know, either decide if I wanted to continue to live for everybody else. And I just kind of came down to this moment for me where I'd gotten out of a secret relationship of, you know, four and a half years, a long time. And I realized, what do I want to do? Do I want to live my life for me or for everyone else? And I think that was the day, like something switched in my mind where I was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. And it's just love. And I want to show up as my full self. And I felt like there was this part of me that just knew no matter what happened, like this was who, this is who I am. Um, and I had this visual that came really clear for me of me laying every part of me out on the table. And if people don't want to take any part of that, it's okay. Like I just get to be me and I was going to lean into support. And at the time I had community. I was so grateful to have, you know, a couple of people around me that did accept me for who I was. And I think that was a big part of what gave me the confidence and courage because I wasn't alone. You know, and I think that having people, finding people that do understand you and leaning on your community, because we don't always, um, you know, choose our family. We don't choose our family, but you can choose your community and you can make them your family. And so when I had that around me, I decided to to open up and share. And it wasn't, you know, the warm welcome that I had hoped for. But over time, it did get better for me. And I know that's not the case for everybody. But I know that for sure, something that I had to do in that moment was really lean in and trust myself and trust that love is meant to be for me and trust that I deserved loved and that it didn't have to be conditional um, and that I could experience unconditional love. And I think I went through a whole process of just understanding, you know, that people have their sets of beliefs and I think it required a lot of empathy and putting myself in other people's shoes and understanding that maybe their parents raised them that way. And these beliefs are so strong and maybe they don't understand it. And I had to start looking at all these different opinions and doubts and things people would say about me and question. And this was the best question I ever asked myself. And I think that anyone listening can ask themselves this is, has that person ever walked a day in your shoes? And no, they hadn't. And so could I really take their opinion and take it to heart and really live my life the way they wanted me to? No, because they don't get it. They don't understand it. Um, And it required this whole other level of trust. And I think more than ever, you just lean into yourself and your community and you choose people in your life that accept you for who you are. It definitely deserves its own podcast, but but around the subject of dealing with your family if you identify as LGBT and just navigating all of the the things there because you've given some great tips on on finding the support, finding the community, but we can't choose our family. And I'm sure there's scenarios, even, you know, myself have struggled with family dynamics and have put some relationships there like on the table and just, you know, like on, on the side and said, all right, like I can't change them, right? Like you can't change anyone. And uh, if you have a friendship that's really sour, you you kind of might just release that friend. But there's a different dynamic with family. And, and if you're coming from a perspective like you're sharing this religious background, you're not being accepted. I imagine it's it's that's heartbreaking and it's very frustrating. 
how do you navigate like the desire to want them to accept you, you know, to change them, like open your hearts, open your minds that with, you know, just acceptance of like, well, this is who they are. I can't change them. And then everything in between, like, do you keep them in your life? I know that's a lot, but does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, like I said, it got so much better over time. And I think more than ever, what I had to just check in with every single time is like, how do I feel, you know, after leaving these situations and, you know, what does it feel like to me? And honestly, a lot of people are afraid to to do that and set those boundaries, but I needed to. Um, and I needed to protect my own energy and myself. And so when I was able to do that, it just really supported me. And I think it gave my family time to realize, you know, maybe what they had lost and what the love really was. And um, it really gave them the opportunity to accept it on their own. And it it required me to walk away in a sense, not fully walk away, but to, to leave space for that and leave it up to them. Because I think at the end of the day, again, it's everybody's decision and we can teach and talk as much as we want. But I knew I needed to protect my energy because I was really hurt and I was healing and I was trying to create this new healthy relationship. And so, um, yeah, I think it just it's a matter of what you're willing to tolerate. And you have to ask yourself that question and be honest with yourself, because if it's really hurting you, maybe it's time to do something different. Well, guys, we could talk about so many different things. And and I think we've covered a lot today that will be really valuable for our listeners. I think the work that you're doing is super important for the LGBT community. As I said in the pre-show when we were talking, everything we talk about on this podcast, nearly everything applies to all kinds of relationships. But I think in general, society and culturally, things are skewed towards towards heterosexual relationships. And uh, so your work is is super important and, and valuable. Before we wrap up, are there any things that maybe we skipped over or you want to emphasize? And then I'll have you tell our listeners where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, I, I think we covered so many great things. I think if there's one thing that I could say is that if you're at this place of wanting to create healthy relationships and maybe you didn't come from that, to just trust yourself and lean into community. I know that for sure, coming out happy is a place that you can come, that you can get support. Um, this is all that we do here. And there's a lot of different resources we have from the book that's going to be coming out. We actually just released our LGBTQ plus couple conversation cards. That's really supportive to have these deeper, meaningful conversations with a little bit of guided support, right? Can't go wrong with that. And then also the Queer Happiness Collective is a place where we build community, where we're, Danny and I show up. It's the only place that we show up now at this point in time uh, live for coaching and really support people on that level where they get to ask those burning questions specific to the community, queer friendship, right? Coming out as a queer person to your family, uh, religion, and we bring in amazing experts from all over the world to talk about these really important topics. Uh, so we've got it all here for you, a real hub for relationships, queer relationships specifically. And yeah, I think it's just important to to throw yourself into community, throw yourself into people that love and accept you because your life will get so much better. Um, our relationships have the ability to affect the quality of our life. I really believe that. And I think that investing in them is the best thing that we can do for ourselves. Beautiful. Well, we will have those links in our show notes and on our website as well. And thank you guys for, for coming on the show today. Thank Thanks you so much. much. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge... We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.